0: And welcome to The Updown. I'm your host, Courtney Bradley. The Updown is a place where business owners can learn how to create kick-ass workplaces where their people and their company thrive. So today we're mixing it up a little bit. We've got two guests, a husband and wife team um, from the Fat Plant Society, and I am super excited to welcome you guys. So thanks for being our guests. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so we've got Casey Riley, who is CMO for The Fat Plant, a business she founded with her husband, Morton Clinta. Very good. Yes. Um, Having spent much of her career in nonprofits and government and now small business, Casey now handles the strategy, communication, and sales for the Fat Plant Society, a mass, oh I'm sorry, moss botanical design firm in Kansas City. And her husband Morton is a Danish national, born and raised in Copenhagen, Denmark, admits the art influence of his mother, a lithographer and painter, as well as Scandinavia aesthetic. Morton studied communication and political science at university, but his love of all things green has been his true inclination since his childhood spent in the woods just north of the city of Copenhagen. Welcome.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. Thank you. thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. So um first of all, you gave me a little bit of information here before we started. Happy anniversary. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Twenty two years. Yep. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So um on your website or somewhere, maybe in your bio, it said that you guys met in Malaysia. Yes. And after 24 hours, you proposed. I did. I need to hear this story. Right. Our listeners I'll, need to hear this story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll do the the abbreviated okay, version because perfect. it's it's quite extended. <laughs> so we find ourselves on a small island of the east coast of Malaysia, New Year of 1996. Yes. Um, and um, it I've, was the
2: kind of vacation where you your friend is meeting her boyfriend, and he says uh, she says at the last minute, <laughs> "I'm bringing a friend." <laughs> And I said, Trapped. <laughs> Great, if I don't like him, I'm fine on my own. Mm-hmm. Please don't force me to spend time with someone that I, you know, so I said, I'm fine on my own either way. Right. So we'd never met. And uh, I arrived on the island one day before he did. So the very next day, uh, was waiting for their um, uh, ferry to arrive and.
1: Then I come off the boat and I see <laughs> a couple of girls playing volleyball and I, my good friend who had an Italian girlfriend. I actually thought Casey was that Italian girlfriend. I was kind of disappointed. But um, <laughs> literally that evening, we uh, we sat down and talked. And we talked Simpsons. I think we talked Beverly Hills 902. No. <laughs> I don't want to admit yes. that. Uh, well. <laughs> yes. Um, and it was, um, it was just, uh, there was a connection right away. And later that evening, I proposed to her. I said, will you marry me? And she laughed and said, Sure. Sure, why not? With one condition that she could wear red on her wedding day and I said, That's perfect. That's all right. so,
2: it was a test, you know. I yeah. said, As long as I can wear red. He also very politely asked to put his arm around me. So before mm-hmm. he's like, Would it be all right if I put my arm around you? And then a little bit later he said, Would it may I kiss you? Hmm. So I, he's very respectful. Very respectful. Mm-hmm. That
0: is amazing. My mm-hmm.
1: mama raised me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That is awesome. So I'd
1: never been to the US. Um, She once goes back to Beijing where she lived at that time. I went back to Copenhagen. And um, we had been together for two weeks and we got married in Clear Lake, Iowa where her parents have a lake home. We eloped, it was just the two of us. We had no family, no friends. And, um, well, it's not like we didn't have any family. <laughs> they, were no, just, they were not right. present. They
0: were not present. Just two lone wolves. Yeah. Yes. Um, that is so awesome. So how did you guys come to form the Fat Plant Society? And tell me a little bit about that.
1: So I will start. Um, we uh, kind of took a break four years ago, mm-hmm. moving back to Copenhagen. We sold everything we had, rented out our house, um, wanted to go live in Copenhagen again. Um, and... We spent about seven months there. We couldn't really find a place to live. Uh, cost of living is extremely high there. Um, and finding jobs and so on. And we still had our home here in Kansas City. And we, we love Kansas City and decided that um, we really missed Kansas City because it's a right. good place to um, to live and to start a business.
2: It's funny how when you press pause on your life and you kind of, you know, you know it's sort of like upending a game board. When you do that, you begin to look at things differently. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point that Clinton really started to talk about the notion of a business idea and what that might look like. And for some reason, I just, I don't know, it sounds really strange, but I knew that it was a really good idea. right? And I I knew that if we did it together, that it couldn't be his business. And then, you know, that we would really need to do that together. together. And then, and the the time that we had to talk about it and think about it and develop I mean, hypothetical names. And right. it's just, it's a really, when, when I guess we were rudderless for a while, you know? I mean, you know, we, don't, we didn't have a home and we didn't own anything. Right. We we're just moving around with our suitcases from place to place, um, house-sitting for lots of people in Copenhagen. Um, but that was a really good way to shake up the thought process and, and sort of, um, I guess, muster the courage mm-hmm. to go full bore.
0: Good for you. Yeah. Good for you.
2: And
1: I've had a love of all thing plants from, from a very young age. And um, I had a couple of years working at a nursery, um, making 10 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. kind of learning from people who had been in the business for 30, 40 years. So I just sucked all the knowledge I could um, like a sponge. And I particularly love succulents and fascinate with them. So I started working with them. I started bu- building, you know, customized planters for them. And we had a stint of six months at Lake of the Ozarks while our house was still rented out in the middle of nowhere where we could literally R and D and brainstorm right. and come up with, with the concept for it. So that happened in 2015 and then, uh, very slowly it, it morphed over from being a succulent business and a plant design business. Um, until we got a uh, challenge, uh, from, a local restaurant that were interested in a moss wall, Mm -hmm. and they asked if if we could do it, and I said, sure. And then went home and started research what moss was (laughs) and how that worked. Um,
0: Okay, yes, we can do that. That's what I like. You say yes, and then you just make it happen. You go learn. You go learn how to make it happen. That's awesome.
1: And then realized that um, there was very few companies doing what we were doing. They had not been able to find anyone, so they had to go to South Korea to find us, or Italy. And wow. there was very few, uh, there are, you know, obviously more and more. online, course, line, but, of course. But, you know, as of now, I would say there's a handful of companies doing what we're doing in the U.S.
0: Well, so. the, OK. And I know so even our furniture vendors are starting to come up with products that have living walls and things like that. And mm-hmm. so I feel like you guys were really on the forefront right. of making that happen yeah. in, you know, Kansas City. And like you said, even nationally. Um, so that's thank you. That's impressive. We, um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, because moss is, was such an unknown, right? Uh, so it's called preserved moss. It is not living moss, but it's not dead either. Okay. It's preserved in time. So um, that's how I want to be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> preserve <laughs> um, me. Yes. Preserve. <laughs> um, because there's a lot of education that needed to go in. Because you couldn't just send out an ad or a uh, you know an email saying you should have this product, oh, and people right. are like I have no idea what that is. So what we've had to do is is a lot of lunch and learns with architects and designers and just educate people and bring samples out you know once you bring um you know the moss out and you let people touch it and they can smell it and um they begin to understand uh the versatility of it and Mm -hmm. how many different things it can be used for and so on so uh that has been the The hardest part of the last two years is that we have had to go out and educate. talk to people and educate people. And, <laughs>
0: that was actually one of my questions. Um, has it been? Has there been any difficult in convincing business owners and organizations the merit of what you do and the you know product that you?
2: Have at first, I think it almost seems too good to be true when you explain to them, you know, the benefits that okay, for so the moss doesn't need watering, misting ever, it doesn't require dirt, it doesn't need a soil substrate, Um, it's going to retain its color basically indefinitely. We guarantee it for 10 years, but it, it and you see them. And it's almost as if they don't believe you,
0: right? Like my face right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: And and then you know, and then I'm you know, we may have to explain that three and four times. Um, what I've tried to do with our website is create a lot of content, and and I'm very fortunate that within the SEO world, um, it was it was very easy to optimize moss. Right. Um, and, but but the one thing that I noticed in a piece that I'm getting ready to revise for the third fourth time is um, because there's a great deal of confusion. We have the term green wall as right. a general term. Then you've got living walls, and then you've got moss walls. Okay. So green walls would be a generic term, but folks use those terms interchangeably, and frankly, not always correctly. Right. So we would we do we do not call our product a living wall. Um, it's definitely a green wall. Right. And it's a moss wall, but because the moss is dormant, it's just been stopped in time. Um, I wish I could show I uh, display, the look on an architect's face when you tell them that it doesn't require water. <laughs> that That's usually a really right. positive selling well, point. Because there's
0: whole companies out there that go water plants for other companies. Yes. So the yes. fact that you wouldn't need that yes. in this application is impressive.
2: And we're never, ever, ever derogatory about living walls. We love no. all things green, and living walls are absolutely beautiful, but the large installations that you see do require a complex watering system inside. Right. And um, the fact... What happens to wood when there's water over time? Right, it, of it, there's just there's, not going to hold up. <laughs> exactly. There's maintenance, and so I, I know that the living, the folks that do living walls, they, they go to great care to explain what the system entails. Um, <laughs> when people call it a, a system, when they call the Fat Plant Society moss walls a system, I always kind of smirk because it's that it, that feels a little more complicated than it needs right. to be because there is no watering system. That is you know, incredible.
1: So, um, with living walls, which are gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, usually when we talk to architects and they look worried, is that you have to put water inside walls. Yes. You have to have fertilizer. and then you have to have the maintenance, and the maintenance can be up to a thousand dollars a month to make it oh. look healthy and good. So, twelve grand a year. Right. Just you know, work it into your budget, and and that's fine. But um, a lot of companies and a lot of architects. Um, lean more to more but also because of the sustainability of of the moss that it doesn't require any watering or any light requirements and so on so the maintenance is is minimal um, dust collection compressed air can remove that once a year so but it's it's really and uh, obviously moss is an actual sound absorber yes so um in public spaces where the first big installation we did was down in the country club plaza at Hawkshead kc 28 foot by four foot moss wall uh with uh, opposite an open kitchen and obviously in a public space in a restaurant a lot of voices a lot of noise yes um and you can literally sit you know 10 feet from an open kitchen in front of that moss wall and you can hear each other across the table which um you know is an added benefit it's a
2: really um, intimate space Uh, to be in a booth next to the moss wall at hogshead casey is a really intimate um, space to be in it's lovely it and, sounds and like
0: it I have not been there so now I want to go there okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take you there a for a little for them too that's right that's <laughs> right no that's that's awesome and you know sound in businesses is a big deal right okay. now and well always and so that's a great way to kill kind of two birds with one stone you yeah. have the you know the moss and the green greenery and then you've got the sound absorption oh. too so
1: and it actually still cleans the air okay VOCs okay. As live plants does So it has uh, multiple benefits. Obviously, you know, Casey can talk a little bit about all the studies that's been made about um, increased productivity from your employees when they have uh, access to nature or green and how it impacts uh, the overall. uh, You
0: guys are really uh, good. It's like I did not give you the questions beforehand, (laughs) but yet you're leading right into them. So that's fantastic. Um, So okay, so before we get to the productivity part, can you tell us what biomimicry is? Um, May I? (laughs) I knew you were going to be the one to answer this.
2: (laughs) Uh, There are three terms that are being used very frequently, which is a wonderful thing. We've got biomimicry, Mm -hmm. we've got biophilia, Mm -hmm. and we've got biophilic design. Okay. So if you conceive of biomimicry uh, as essentially the engineering, that's taking the model of nature and applying it to an engineering or design process. Um, For example, the calla lily has a very interesting spiral structure that enables the water to go from... You know, rainwater to go from when it hits the plant all the way to it, its roots and back up. So nature has created this wonderful system for moving water in an extremely efficient way. Right. Um, Biomimicry Frontiers, which is a company out of um, on uh, Guelph, Ontario. And side plug and thank you to Kansas City Design Week for bringing Jamie Miller to town because we had the chance to see his talk and meet him personally and, and now we're friends and we're working on a project with him. So they they did a fantastic job with that. But um, essentially it's it's biomimicry is the engineering aspect where you're taking the the things that nature does better than we do. You mimic nature. You, you mimic nature.
0: Uh, look what he did there. Yes
2: yes um, <laughs> Biophilia, of course, like any ilia, is an affection for or mm-hmm. so you know if I we would consider ourselves biophiliacs, um, which is an affinity for nature and then there's biophilic design and biophilic design refers to using any kind of natural element in the design process um, that would include moss that would include um, patterns in nature like fractals, um, incorporation of rocks, stone, water, up to and including, and this is really interesting, um, moving air. So human beings actually have more than 30 senses. We talk about, you know, we think of the five senses. Right. But they're actually more than 30 senses. And those senses are happiest and they, are, they thrive best in nature or with nature close to us. Okay. Either in view or um, what we call indirect nature experiences like moss walls.
0: Right. Yep. Go ahead.
2: So yeah, I mean, in,
1: in using moss as a design yeah. element, obviously there's the aesthetic, there's the greenery, uh, the sound absorption and and so on. And um, you can apply it to pretty much any surface. It, there's no light requirements either. So um, when you use it as a design element, um, we're, we're beginning to experiment making um, roof, uh, as Acoustic panels. Okay. So uh, suspended panels from ceilings uh, that both would look incredible. Amazing. That would also, look amazing. Right, um, and that also would have the benefit of controlling the sound in in a in a room, and especially in an open um, office landscape right. uh, where uh, privacy and and so on is is hard to come by. Oh my
0: gosh. That's. Go ahead. Where you can say
2: something else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the. The thing that we've learned, and and it's been so exciting and wonderful to learn. One of the things, and this is sort of a shameless and perhaps overly nationalistic plug for American <laughs> moss, uh, but we we've had a chance to view lots of different products. And the thing that I love about our moss man is that the the moss that we get from North Carolina, Kentucky, and parts of Florida is very very lush and sturdy and f- large. Okay, meaning the the. Clumps of moss are much larger than what we find in Europe and okay. in other parts of the world. Um, I'm sure it is. I know that it's climate related, but you 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 may see types of moss that are very small. They're they're tiny little pieces, and it looks almost popcorn like. Right. Yep. The moss that we utilize is much wider and thicker and sturdier. Okay. And we find, from a design perspective, yep. it is much more. Um, it's easier to work with. It's a friendly product. It's you've just More got
0: aesthetically pleasing to
2: mm-hmm. yes. me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can say it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so that's so. Tell me about the process for preserving it.
1: So, um, I can't.
0: Okay. <laughs> Proprietary.
1: <laughs> Proprietary. Okay. No, so yes, it is a big secret no, uh, because totally... it is. Uh, it's a. It's a process that's been uh, our partner um who's been doing this for 30 years and has really uh he, he guards this recipe like coca-cola understood so that so what well, we can say there are there are paraffin in it okay that makes that retains moisture in it okay. and there's a coloring process but yeah the most of the process is is it's all natural material so there's no toxins or anything in it um but yeah it is it is a, a it's a recipe that's been de- developed over many, many years, and, and he is, you know, one of the best at doing it. And so um, we're, we're working together with, with him as well in trying to develop a, a, a spray that we can use for uh, sprucing up, if anything fades or anything, okay. you know, which means that we can give a indefinite guarantee on it that it's not just 10 years, but that we can go out and enhance the moss as right. needed uh, over time so
0: so you said you get your moss from other from is he doing the preserving and then yes. he sends it to you yes. or, okay so you're not doing so, it here no okay.
1: it's, it's done in in uh, in florida okay. uh, and in north carolina um so the the moss is harvested north carolina kentucky uh parts of florida uh it's hand harvested um and we get very large cases of moss and it's full with full of uh, pine needles and acorns and leaves and so nature. a big process <laughs> it is nature and when you open up the boxes you it, the smell is incredible um, it's
2: just like being in the forest you open up the box and suddenly you're transported to there. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you know what it smells like deep in the woods when you're in the middle of the woods and there's this. It's not just the smell of dirt; it's the smell it's of
0: it's the the wood that's yeah. maybe rotted elsewhere and yeah. it's just got that. I know what you're talking that about. Earthy, yes, earthy. That's, yeah,
2: life. I mean, and that's that's what it smells like. And then and I love when I, then you open it up and and if I'm lucky enough to demand that one of the cases stay at home because I love the smell so much. <laughs> my whole house smells like the forest and it's it's just fantastic there's a lot of moss in our house (laughs) I'm sure there is is.
1: (laughs) Um, just
0: full moss walls it
1: yes on and off there are there are moss everywhere on the floors as well and she's very patient because um, I haul so much in and out of the house but um the cleaning part of the moss is is uh, a fairly lengthy process to get it broken up, cleaned out. You and guys, broken, the process we, that you guys go through. That we, mm-hmm. we go right. through, that we once we receive it, there's a, a fairly extended period of time where we have to make it ready for installation in whatever frame or wall we're going to put it on. Um, and that, you know, the more, the busier we get, yes. the more help <laughs> we, are, we are required to get with cleaning moss and then, you know, take it from there. But it's a very... Uh, very peaceful uh thing to do um i listen to podcasts for hours on all from philosophy yeah. to politics to you know you can kind of sewn out and it's it's downtown and you can think exactly uh, great so that's
0: awesome so do you have any type of favorite installation style um do you like sizes what do you like to do the best
2: the bigger, the better. <laughs> Honestly, and that's that's not just because of the the price tag. I just well, think it's just more
0: impactful. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So whether it's the the size of a large wall, if it's a single wall, um, or it's a number of pieces together, we um, had the luxury of working with one dapper Latino, Josue Montes, who is the local interior designer and an influencer in many ways. He's just he's also a lovely human being. He commissioned a series of Circular frames for a law firm, and Ooh,
0: that sounds pretty. <laughs> those were
2: wonderful, wonderful. They were, and because there were a, a grouping of them in varying sizes, the piece that we have yet to do that I would love to do is, uh, what did we decide that large, the giant um, circular frame that we want to do? We want to do it six, six feet. Six feet, yeah. So I, that's that's sounds a, gorgeous. That's a dream uh, because I just think that a six foot frame with a beautiful black circular frame around it would be incredibly impactful in the right space
1: so we use two types of moss we use reindeer moss which is like the classic moss that you will think of mm-hmm. and then we use pillow moss which is literally little pillows okay. of moss and we are beginning to use that more and more it, uh, it lends itself to contemporary spaces very well it has very clean lines and um i'm building i'm just finishing up two large frames that is going up to uh an office up in iowa and um it just the impact of using pillow moss on a black matte frame uh, really looks fantastic and uh we, we we get more and more orders for the pillow moss um and um yeah, so there's a lot of opportunity,
2: and I think the reason for that is, is that what we've seen just in the short two years, you know, that we've been doing this, we've seen um, more and more, um, more and more organizations embrace biophilic design yes. and natural concepts. So at first, it was as if people, well, okay, that's nice. The, you know, the moss is nice, and they want it to look. You know, they didn't necessarily. Um, they weren't coming to it because of the nature and I think that's <laughs> they why coming to it for the design <laughs> exactly exactly and then yes and, and, and then I think, the benefits mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm and so it's nice to see and I think it, it bodes very well for the biophilic design trend as a whole that people are, are embracing it wholeheartedly and it's becoming almost a matter of course for a lot of businesses right and and I know you talk about that a little bit yes and, and, and we talk
0: about wellness and productivity mm-hmm. and engagement and all that so you've done research share some of the statistics or information that you've learned over the course of
2: Uh, your career? There's so much wonderful research out there. And uh, of course, Bill Browning, Terrapin, Bright Green, his website is just replete with wonderful research papers and they do such a fantastic job, Terrapin bright green. Um, but the, the study that I refer to again and again was actually, a study that, um, was commissioned by organizational psychologist, Sir Gary Cooper. It's called the global impact of biophilic design in the workplace. And it's a really long report, but I think it's worth uh, downloading and reading every word. Some of the, some of the, Highlights are the fact that um, a third, you know, 33% of office workers say that the design of an office would affect their decision to even work there. So that's just kind of from the hiring process, that's that's something that many employees are looking at. Is this a place that I want to work? is this a place that i want to be
0: be in every day yes, yes. <laughs> for hours for <laughs> hours, hours on end. Yes. you know
2: d- d- is are there windows yes, you know, there, yes. Uh, um, what does it feel like I and mean, so in addition to the culture the human culture they're also looking at that um but two-thirds of the folks that were studied or you know um, interviewed for this study reported feeling happier um, that their mood changed when they walked into places that were bright and had plants and greenery and were were lively. Um, the other thing is, uh, the other, I guess, key selling point is that greenery in the workplace, and particularly moss, which is actually, frankly, more effective than plants than absorbing VOCs volatile mm-hmm. because it's so porous. Right. Reduces sick days. So you, <laughs> I it, it, it just kind of, you know, employers can save between three and four grand a year in sick days because- employee.
0: That's incredible.
2: So, and that's, that's. So they're really,
0: those numbers are big. Yes. Like every number that you, you know, talked about is a large number. It's not a small percentage. And so it, you know, there's research
2: to back it up. There is, there is, there's a lot of research and, and, um, their productivity is even affected. So, you know, we talk about attention restoration theory. Mm -hmm. Um, that was actually a a theory developed back in the 1980s that people kind of said, Oh, okay, that's interesting. But now it's back in the forefront, that notion that um, I need to be able to look at nature to restore my attention. So if I'm working diligently on a task and as somebody who writes a great deal for a living, I know how important concentration is. (laughs) When I look up and I look at nature, I see something, whether I'm looking out a window or I'm looking at a beautiful moss piece, I'm, I'm going to be able to refocus my attention and return to my task at a much faster rate so your productivity is in- increased and your ability to refocus your attention is increased which is huge yes especially
0: in our very distracted world that yes. we live in
2: <laughs> you know they say that every time you're interrupted your cell phone whatever notification you get it takes actually 20 seconds yes. to recover yeah. yes yes yeah. and
0: then it's just then where was i at and then if you're multitasking yeah. on top of that you got to go back it's just it's, it's um, it can be it can yes. be
2: very 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 frustrating yes so
0: oh my gosh so, what's your process when someone wants to put some moss, put a wall in, put small frames in? What, how do you, what do you guys do?
1: So, um, we usually ask for um, a photo of the location, the, okay. w- the wall. Um, it gives gives me an opportunity to determine what the best approach is and what the best materials. And we do. Um, you know we do the the large installations but we also we we built you know any shape so we do from hexagons to octagons to circular frames to uh hearts to i mean okay. we we, <laughs> we can pretty much use any shape and we uh we're launching a new product that is kind of, we call it skinny panels. That is, uh, we, we decided that uh, because of my Danish background, it's like my version of Legos. Okay. <laughs> um, because they are so versatile. You can, you know, they're six inches uh, wide and then can go from four feet, five feet, six feet, and you can stack them and kind of built your own kind of little puzzle with uh, with the panel. So um, we've- The um,
2: other piece is that we really enjoy collaborating. And and I yeah. think I, in virtually every product we've we've completed we've involved the business owner or Mm -hmm. the design you know the team is always involved and and we prefer it that way the collaborative process so we certainly bring ideas to the table right but that collaboration and discussing what what are they trying to achieve you know what are your goals for the space that's really really important right you can Uh,
0: hone in on mm -hmm. the exact right thing instead of a lot of back and forth Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. so after we determine what the best approach is uh we're big on communication we believe that keeping uh, constant c- uh, communication with the client, so they know where in the process we are. We always give, uh, we build a timeline, and we move back from that, so they know exactly what they okay. can expect. And you know, like hopefully everybody does, they pat their timelines, so yes. you know and you can you can deliver. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can deliver um, a little earlier than you, you initially said. So, um, but it, communication with the with the client is is high on our agenda, and that just it eliminates uh not completely but for most uh, misunderstandings and uh and and those things that go and then um uh, because the the product itself is so easy we, we do certain installations ourselves um or the client will will have somebody to do it so it's a very simple installation there's uh, no need for reinforcement of walls okay. or anything so the, the you don't each have to have backing and all that backing nice. at all, so. we
2: shipped a full wall to um canada so there's a wonderful company in Canada called Tersano. They actually make um, green cleaning supplies. Oh, nice. Chemical-free greening supplies. Yes, nice plug for Tursano. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like we have sponsors. I know, right? Uh, uh, but they, they ordered, uh, it's actually a personal friend. And and Steve Hensberger, who owns the company, wanted a moss wall. We shipped him his panels. He built the frame on his end because he had a team of folks in his office that could do that. So it was wonderfully seamless to just you know get those of panels course. completed and ship it on up.
0: So, you've mentioned a couple different states and clearly Canada, you know, going to other countries. So, are you able to ship wherever, yeah. put your work wherever? Okay. Yeah.
1: So, we have, uh, so you have part- a small
0: territory, you know, the globe. The globe, yes. <laughs>
1: um, we have partnered up with um, Picture and Frame Industries down in Southwest Blue, right, oh, okay. where, where we yep. work out of. Um, and uh, he is. Uh, uh, incredible at everything he does and uh he both has a fulfillment center and um can in our collaboration can come up and design pretty much anything um so yeah we are we are able to nice. um, to do more and more both in shipping and, and packaging and the the scope of where we can ship to okay um we were we received a phone call from the paris fashion show uh last week oh wow wanting us to build um a wall for the, the show oh uh, and we could not make it this year but uh, our goal is next year nice. we will be that's a big deal it uh, is a big deal um and um
0: congratulations
1: thank you so uh. yeah it's i mean i saw a phone call come in from paris france you should probably take it so oh my um, gosh but yeah it's you know uh, we don't quite understand why they would call us because you're amazing but uh, apparently um uh, you know you're we a big deal. You're a big deal in France. We're <laughs> big, big in France. We're right? big in
2: France. Yeah. Big, huge in France. That's funny. 1618 <laughs> yeah, Paris is actually a wonderful consortium of sustainable, ecologically friendly businesses. And they were, there, they were the ones that contacted us. And, and so, again, another shameless plug. But they, they brought together a number of brands that you know, share that ethos. Right. And that's really lovely. So we were beyond flattered. And, and hopefully we'll be able to get to Paris to meet Caroline Ab- in person. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So if an organization kind of wanted to get started in if they have nothing, if they have nothing in their space right now and they want to start somewhere, what would you recommend?
2: Choose one or two spaces and do them really really well. Okay. So Bill Browning talks about uh for, from Terrapin Bright Green talks about this con- the concepts of openness and refuge. And I love those because so when you think you know, that we are natural beings, and I always think of the African savanna, Mm -hmm. you know, where there are areas of openness and then areas of refuge, because the animal needs to be able to feel safe and protect itself. We are the same. So my um, my suggestion, I think our suggestion, we, we concur that choosing one space and doing it really really well so if you've got a large office space pick you know one corner and really do make that the the refuge refuge. make that the biophilic design refuge make that the place where people can go to refocus to recharge um you know i know that that silence is a wonderful thing and quiet is a wonderful thing but I am very claustrophobic, so the phone booth model that it's I see, it's not for me. <laughs> I, I, I really do significant, you know I, it's, it makes me very uncomfortable. Right. So I think there are ways to you know bring in a handful of biophilic design elements in a space and really make that one area. And then of course, expand as budget allows of course, okay. but you know pick, pick one area and, and, and do the best you can. That's awesome.
0: So we've come to the portion of the episode where we get one up and one down that you guys have experienced in business. So go for it.
2: (laughs) You wanna start? (laughs) I'm gonna go, I'm gonna choose, because it's one up, we have to choose. So the the up that, that I'm going to choose is the Tridel project. Uh, Jamie Miller, who I mentioned earlier, owns Biomimicry Frontiers, mm-hmm. Kansas City Design. We brought him to town. He contacted us some months ago and wanted us to collaborate with him on an art installation that's going into a large condo development in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Okay. And the building happens to be right next to OCAD, and OCAD is Canada's RISD. Okay, okay, so, very that, nice. Yes, you know, yes. So yes. they wanted to ensure that they were you know, get paying heed and, and acknowledging the art and design ethic and, and ethos that, that exists in that neighborhood. So we will be, we've created 35, 36. 36, excuse me, 36 hexagons, and those will be together just a subtle notion of the Fibonacci sequence throughout it. Um, but to, to have worked with Jamie Miller in Guelph, Ontario, and Asha Singhal out of Berlin and Casey and Morton in Kansas City. <laughs> it's really been an international project and we've, we've had such a wonderful time um, honing the concept. Um, I'm almost done with the narrative. So, um, so that has been really fun. That's awesome.
1: This project has been, so this is the first um, condo or um, development in the world that okay. is based on biomimicry design. Oh, wow. So,
0: okay. So it's
2: the, net the, zero. And
1: the, you guys are part I mean, of right. that. Yeah. I know, and that, which is an amazing opportunity. The, the window glass, uh, you know, spiders have a natural enzyme when they create their web that makes birds not fly into their webs and destroy them. They have taken that enzyme and, and, and introduced it into window pane glass. What? So birds, naturally, there's a well, UV yes. reflection that birds do not fly into windows. Right. So so that is using biomimicry concepts. And so Or the, the Luxe windows, the the, uh, the hexagon is a shape that is repeated in pretty much everything in nature. Um, and the Fibonacci code is like that very beautiful spiral that also goes through. So so we've been trying to incorporate the the design elements into this installation and it's going to be uh, an exciting uh, hope to get it uh, in in October.
2: Nice. I love yeah. that the Tridel Corporation is so focused on sustainability and the fact that this is a it may be net positive I know it's net zero but I, I know their goal is that's net incredible positive. so it's just it's I we're
0: getting there we're getting one there. building, there. building you know, at a that's time right.
2: That's right. Uh, so that was the up. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: so how much time do we have left You're you're good <laughs> no, you <okay>. go <laughs> Because I have some downs. Um, well, I think you—you know—we we listened to your uh, first initial podcast yes, about your experiences, you. and, and as as fellow business owners, we recognize a lot of what you're saying and right. being in situations. And obviously, uh, everybody knows it's hard to start a business. Of course, um, you don't—you just never know quite how difficult it right. is. Well, you don't know uh, what you don't know. You don't know yes. what you don't know. And but, but I would say one of the biggest—we'll uh, call it a down—is. Uh, other people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. you have <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: yes, if we just didn't just, have to deal with again. the other people, it would so be so simple. About uh,
2: that obviously <laughs> when I say when I
1: say that is um, the expectation of your clients. Mm-hmm. When people con when we got contacted the first six months, if they contact us it was an order in our uh, minds yeah, oh, it was yes. like we are winning Talked to them one time, one time for five minutes and, and it was sold they're sold and they have because they asked you you thought okay but they, and then you know a lot Isn't of like people cute. don't yeah. follow welcome to sales. <laughs> to sales you know so um there's a, a, a learning curve where you start experiencing that that don't get too excited about things right. until you have they a sign. signature yes or they a contract, you have a
0: check or you have a check <laughs> in your hand exactly deposit um,
1: and uh, you know obviously um operating on a on a fairly low budget we're self-financed so we yep. threw everything we had into this and, we, and there are no it, investors we didn't investors take any out. loans yeah no, me didn't. too right. yep and it's, same thing uh, it's terrifying <laughs> and sleepless nights um but it you know it's all about your your mental ability to keep that out of your head yes. as much as you can because if you eliminate start thinking,
0: the negative self-talk on just that
1: can't you just can't there's certain things you can't focus on because they're not They'll they're gonna drag paralyze. you down yeah
0: i so. tell people owning a business is the most stressful thing you'll ever do, but also the most rewarding. Oh, absolutely. Like it is. I've, absolutely. I'm having the most fun, but I'm also the most stressed out at times. So yeah. 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 that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what haven't I asked you? What do you want to talk about that I haven't asked you? I feel like I could sit here for hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I think you've, you've, okay. you've been around our, our business and, and our concept pretty well. I'm sure I'm going to think about eight things in of course. 10 minutes. But, of course.
2: Um... Are we allowed to ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. That's, you're really mixing it up. Um, <laughs> um, because I know that that space and environment is really, really important uh-huh. to you as well. Is there something that you find, you know, that, is there a, a must-have for a positive environment? You know, that that whether it's on a personal level. So, okay, I'll get, and for me, uh, the scent of lavender okay. is a must-have in my life always no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing. So I have lavender spray, I have lavender in my purse. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, so that to me is just a kind of she a calm. puts calming. lavender on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: to keep you around for mm-hmm. 22 years. And, and, my, and my
2: cat, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, yeah.
0: So a must have for me personally, mm-hmm. and this isn't me speaking for any of my clients okay. or anything. I have to have that refuge that you talked about. And I'm not just saying that. So, um, there are times that I love my employees to death. Mm -hmm. I love my new showroom that we're in, but there's times that I either need to stay at home, um, in the quiet and not have any sort of distractions whatsoever because I'm like a squirrel. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, look at that over there. And Oh, look at this over here. Mm -hmm. So I need that focus time that i can really get work done and you know like you said with writing or with you know planning these podcasts or with you know working on client stuff that i just need to or the financial part that i hate Uh, so that really drags the energy out of me Mm -hmm. Um, but that refuge is a must-have for me
2: i couldn't understand more yeah Uh, when i'm in the writing process the door is closed and usually there's some very very loud music and clinton knows don't come in Yeah. when the music is that loud and the door is closed it means don't come in that means I'm 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 sitting at the the desk upstairs she can write rage against the machines is is loud (laughs) that's your writing music that's the writing music (laughs) or Metallica
1: you know what I'm gonna give that a try yeah man
0: you never know it's wonderful because I do like to have something on in the background I just can't have the distractions of other people or you know it has to be something that's yeah
2: that noise—it's really intense—and so you don't really—it just—it I don't know—it it assists me in focus. It works for you. I'm also—I'm Greta Van Fleet is starting to enter that realm as well okay. a little bit. So, but just very, very loud. Um, yeah. Nice. So but they are big on music. Well, hey, no, music. I love music. I totally get it.
0: I totally get it. Um, okay. So, final question: How can people get a hold of you guys if they want to learn more? If they want to engage you for services?
2: First thing, please follow us on Instagram at the Fat Plant Society. That's one of the best places to view current work. Um, I, you know, we try to post, you know, a couple times a week, current projects. Okay. Um, so that's a nice place to check out the visuals. Obviously the website, mm-hmm. thefatplantsociety.com. Uh, email thefatplantsociety at gmail.com. Um, um, what am I forgetting? Phone number?
1: um phone number 816-933-9509 that's my direct line and I'm I always am available to to answer any questions or um, people who have um, suggestions to or wants to uh, for us to design a piece it takes a little longer right. and the, the process is a little bit more involved but yeah and we uh, you know we we love collaboration we love to work with other people and because we learn so incredibly much from other people and so we we always invite people to uh, send an email or give us a call and and uh you know maybe we have some common things uh, right. that we can benefit from and so yeah we're all about uh, collaboration and
2: um Always, always willing, and, and he also gives uh, really good plant advice. So if you have questions oh on how to take care of your plants, <laughs> that, that's that's another another connection point. So awesome!
0: Oh my gosh, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on. Now I want to like go to dinner with thank you guys.
1: You. Oh, <laughs> we'll like Awesome!
0: Yes, that very sounds good. fabulous. Thank okay, you you. Thank very you, good. Thank you. Very
1: much
0: Awesome. Did you like today's topic? Like, share, and subscribe. Do you know of a business that's killing it in their workplace? Send us an email to podcast at trilogy life.